Welcome to the Fin10, the podcast about fintechs that takes 10 minutes or less. I am your host, Josh Herman, the CEO of CU Digital One. CU Digital One is a credit union service organization, or a CUSO. It is a holding company focusing on three forward-looking verticals, blockchain, digital investment solutions, and artificial intelligence. For more information, connect with me directly on LinkedIn. I'm very excited about today's guest, Arcady Lapiro. Arcady is the CEO and founder of Agora Financial Technologies, the next gen of Bass Embedded FinTech. Arcady's banking and FinTech adventure started in 2000 when he was part of the founding and management team of a group that launched the first generation of Challenger Bank and Bass. From its creation in 2008, this firm grew to more than 600,000 retail European clients and over 60 billion in assets under custody with more than 40 institutional clients. In 2010, Arcady moved to New York, um, and now Arcady spends his time as a mentor, advisor, board member of several U.S., Canadian, Israeli fintechs, and also as a senior advisor and venture partner of one of the largest EU private equity financial services, fintech, and VC, managing over $3 billion in assets. Wow, Arcady. Uh, I, I actually cut some of that back there, but welcome to the FinTech Podcast. Thanks for having me, Joshua. We'll go through the, the typical format here of, of three questions kind of directly um, aimed at what you do. Um, and then we'll go to our fourth question, which is the, the Fin10, FinTeach moment. Uh, but you have quite the extensive background and experience here. But if we could start off with kind of just tell the, the listeners here, what is Agora Financial Technologies and Bass and kind of what was the promise and then what ended up happening? So we're a US-based company. We were selected by Mastercard Startup and also by uh, also, I know it's a credit union podcast, but uh, we uh, we have one of our small investors, which is the ICBA. So we went through the accelerator. Uh, our view on the market was fintech is a big market, but the biggest market it's credit union, and to bring technology uh, uh, to this credit union. So we have built Agora. Um, I just came back from my two decades experience to rebuild what kind of uh, what we did two decades ago, but with new technology. Um, all of the creation, they rely on legacy core banking platform. And it's a mess when they need to ramp up digitalization, when they need new features, when they need to integrate third party providers, when they need a, a solution, it's a mess. So our idea was to create, to remember banking technology with a, a next gen platform built on microservices, basically like a, like a, like a Lego box and to allow any credit union to launch new products, new features, but also to partner with FinTech um, and to integrate with FinTech. Uh, it can be BAS, it can be abandoned FinTech, and that's how we built it. Very interesting, very interesting. Appreciate the background on that. Um, so, so the second question here is, what do you see for FinTech and BAS for, for banks and providers? Yeah, so regarding, regarding um, the, the BAS, uh, there was a promise. Of, uh, there were many players jumping into that, most of them were doing exactly the same thing. And that's why at the end, at the end of the day, there's no real clear differentiation between these providers and the fintech they're powering. And these providers, BAS providers, they position themselves as a middleman. So they promise uh, financial institution new revenues by hosting this fintech on their charter. Um, the reality is that was not compliance and that, that's why they're, they're stuck right now. Um, and we didn't go this way. And before, one of my heart in my past, I was former head of compliance and I was doing BAS at a very large scale, um, we didn't go this way because we focus on the technology piece. We focus on uh, by providing uh, real advanced features and solution. Uh, we have uh, banking apps. We have niche uh, white table banking solution. So this is where we see the, the market and the opportunity. 
it's uh, by providing credit union on one side with what they need um, over the legacy core and for fintech to provide really what can help them to fast track but with compliance respect so to your question where do i see the market fintech so there was a lot of bad buzz uh, the, the last year about that fintech is dying there's a problem of funding there's no future there's no business model which may be true by the way there's less funding um, a lot of fintech they didn't have a real use case uh, but on the other side um, and i'm coming from two two decades I'm, i didn't jump in this uh, fintech five years ago like and uh, without banking experience i'm a i'm a, I'm a true banker i built a bank uh, two decades ago but uh, <laughs> but it's the only digital bank which is profitable for the last 17 years i'm kind of proud of that and um wow. fintech is fintech is not dead uh, there's a recent report by bain uh, you know bain uh, company uh, they project by 2030 1.5 trillion that's what's the market of fintech overall um wow. so fintech is not dead uh, it's just there's a new wave of fintech coming and for this new wave of fintech coming you need a new wave of technology so that's what i see i see a new generation and we part of it uh providers uh, what i call infrastructure providers which are coming with more tech than fin um but really with a fin uh, fin in in the mindset in the dna uh, platforms that are modular and platforms that are low to build niche products and features. So that's where I see really like, uh, and especially for creation, that's where they uh, they should take a look at uh, how to find the right partners that allows them to ramp up over the core, build exactly what they need and uh, to be flexible. That, that's fascinating and, and, and you caught me taking, and I, I do this on every single podcast, but you, you caught me taking some notes there. Um, I think you said some incredibly important things for for the listeners to, to take away and if, if i could kind of throw a curveball question your way I mean, so you have vast experience um obviously over in europe and, and now in the us as well is is the, the 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 economic situation for fintechs the same in europe as it is for the us or, or are there major um differences be, between the two environments so just to be clear i'm based in the us for the last 14 years so I'm yeah. here, my kids are here, my dog is American. I'm saying that as a joke, uh, but I have a deep expertise uh, with uh, European fintech, also with Middle East, Africa, Asian, because I have a, I have a global focus for the last two decades. Um, so if, if you take a look at not just focusing Europe versus US, it's like every continent has its own dynamic, dynamic by the economy, dynamic by the demographic, uh, demography, but also dynamic by the existing infrastructure. So you can compare, for example, uh, digital banking in Africa uh, or Middle East versus the US. Uh, there it's, or even Asia, for example, Korea, there it's way more advanced because they didn't start with a legacy platform. So that's the issue, especially for Korea Union. They have to deal with legacy core banking, legacy infrastructure. So it's, uh, um, you can see a lot of statistics by saying uh, Korea Union are getting more digital, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the reality, they have to deal with legacy. So the uh, each, each continent is different by its uh, economy, uh, by its demography, by its culture, by its infrastructure. Um, so there's not like a, there's no clear differentiation. There's a lot of criteria. So Europe is way more advanced in a, what is called open banking, for example, um, is a really more open for instant payment. Instant payment just started here in the US with Fedno. It's already uh, like almost seven years in Europe. Uh, it was even uh, way older in Japan, for example, or Switzerland or even Brazil. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's, Every continent has its uh, clear differentiation. Very interesting. Um, very interesting for sure. So back back to the to the U.S. market. Um, what is happening for for credit unions right now? And, and 
both for standalone solutions or your specific uh, niche markets that you see? So before that, your credit union, who are you competing with? Are you competing with FinTech? No, you're on your local market, you're not going national. Uh, they're competing with the big players, for example, Chase. So Chase right now is spending $12 billion on IT. Most of it, it's about uh, uh, infrastructure or just uh, um, keeping the machine turning on, uh, keeping running on, uh, but they still have $12 billion. So, and they're opening branches everywhere, more or less. Uh, today, it's like uh, 48 states in the US. So, uh, so Credit Union, they have to fight with the big one. Do we have a budget? No. Who are they working with? Legacy Core, can they rely on them? No. So it's, if you're a credit union, either you need to ramp up your digital platform uh, and it has an impact on your cost, on your uh, um, operational efficiencies and uh, your process, your workflow, and it takes time, um, or you're looking at niche market. So there's a new way for credit union and it's called, uh, there, there are two solutions, which is two strategy. One, which is like, it's called side core or side solution. It doesn't touch the existing, it's just like, they create a kind of standalone bank and it's, uh, and uh, that's where they move the new customers, uh, the new members, sorry, and then down the road, they just regroup when it's, everything is up and running. Um, or the other option is to go after niche market, but really niche market. And, uh, but for these two solutions, it's like they can't rely on the legacy core. So that's, that's our play. That's where we're coming uh, with the most advanced, most modular uh, banking platform on the, on, um, on the, on the market. Uh, but also we've, uh, we have created our own fintech ecosystem and also uh, we're kind of innovation lab. So we created new features, new products, um, for example, shared account, shared payment, the most advanced digital wallet. Next year, we're going to launch um, buy no pay later, post-transaction, everything is pre-transaction today, or niche market. So we have our own uh, white label banking solution, like uh, uh, a tin banking solution, like a green light, but with some differentiation with Greenlight. Also, we have a small medium business, a white table banking solution. And next year, we're going to have a migrant and elderly senior uh, solution. And uh, what does it include? It includes everything from the back end to the front end. It's a plug and play solution, uh, niche banking solution that can be launched by any creation within a few weeks. And just full disclosure here, I've, I've seen several of Arcadie's FinTech solutions and they are very, very impressive. Um, there is um, market share to be had by using Arcadia's solutions for sure. And and, and you mentioned um, some of the, the competitors in the space right now. We don't need to go down that road necessarily, um, but I think your solutions are are very credit union focused. I um, mean, something that, that um, I mean, I'm credit union focused. So, so go, yeah, go, go ahead, Arcadia. Yeah, just like just to be clear, it's like when when you hear about white table banking solution, and there are many players, not just about uh, the tin banking, but others. It's like every time you hear white label banking, uh, most of the time the providers, what does what does it mean? That means it's their brand, their logo, their solution. They keep the deposit, they keep the revenue, and they will down the road on the members. Um, the way we see white bank white label, it's real white label. That means it's. Uh, the credit union brand, they own the members, they keep a deposit, they keep the revenues, we're just providing the infrastructure. And that's key. I mean, when you when you look at financial institutions in the United States right now, liquidity is is probably the number one issue, especially from a regulator perspective. And, and liquidity is the number one thing that's going to take an institution down, in, in my opinion. And your solutions focus on 
giving the membership, giving the customers the technology solutions that, that they need and want, but also keeping the deposits within the financial institution. And I think that sets you apart from many of the solutions out there. Um, and I think I think listeners and credit unions should go take a look at your, your product line. Um, Thank you. That's just that's just my opinion. <laughs> um, you. But you're not you're not you're not the only one that has this opinion. We have many discussion with many Christian. It's down the road that's their concern. It's like I want to own the, the members. I want to keep a deposit. I want to mm -hmm. to keep my roadmap. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. So we so we do this um, FinTen. Fin teach moment to kind of wrap up each each podcast and, and quite honestly, okay, I, I could spend another couple hours um, talking with you on here about, about some of your fintech solutions and some of the, the trends that you see in the marketplace. Um, but we're we're gonna head move on to the fintech fintech moment. So, what what advice would you give to an early stage fintech if you could look back twenty years or even look now um, and, and be that early stage? What advice would you give to, to some of the listeners? Two pieces of advice. Two pieces of advice. One, it's like. Be sure that to check that your product fits a need. That means talk to credit union, check with them. What do they want? Um, what do they need? How much they would pay for your solution? So that means like a really like a validation. It's like a, uh, before launching your POC or something like that, just check that there's a real need. Uh, the second piece of advice, it's like a, uh, work with, I'm not saying advisors, but uh, uh, have on your side people from the industry. They know what is payment. They know, they know what is compliance. They know what is a credit union. That means you need to be uh, uh, working with people that can help you. Uh, you can call it a board advisors or just advisor or consulting, whatever, but just to be sure that uh, no one has uh, the complete knowledge. So it's better that if you have a, a certain piece of different kind of certain pieces of knowledge uh, around you. I think both those are, are, are incredibly important. Um, I think one of the ones that at least I've seen over the past year or two is solutions looking for a problem. Um, and it's kind, that's kind of backwards, especially the way that you said it, which is go talk to the industry leaders, talk to the industry, figure out what the pain points are and develop a solution around that. And I think you are, you are exactly right. And so Arcadia, how can, how can people get a hold of you? My LinkedIn profile, or they can just shoot an email at info at agorafc.com info at agorafg.com or my LinkedIn profile. Perfect. I'll, I'll say personally, one of the, the best connections that I have on LinkedIn is with Arcady. His insights and, and, and his posts are incredibly valuable. Um, they're not just US focused, they're, they're globally focused. Um, and so if you're a leader in the FinTech or credit union space, um, go connect with Arcady on LinkedIn. But Arcady, thanks for joining me today. Um, I, thanks I, for I really, me. really appreciate it. Thanks to the listeners for listening. And we're out.